MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number three of primetime action from our South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. Ben Wilson back with you here in Vegas, filling in for Gil Alexander. A lot of college hoop sweats to go around because Jeff Parles is on the desk with us. And uh, there, there are a lot happening right now. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass as well. It is a final at Carver Hawkeye, Jeff. Uh, 86-60, man. Popular bet on the underdog Michigan State Spartans tonight. Bet from six and a half down to five and a half. That did not go so well as Iowa wins by 26. Uh, but you, you've hit a couple of bets here. Uh, we have one game that looks like you're going to hit. 77-73, Arkansas from a pick to minus one, one and a half. Up four with 30 seconds left, and they're playing the foul game right now. Uh, but your stat of the night here, Jeff, occurred in the Ball State game that you you had a successful in-game bet in on uh, on Akron. First off, uh, if if this if if this screen is correct, Kelly Bidlin, I should be getting a bunch of check marks here uh, in the near future. Oh boy! Uh, but because it uh, looks like another one just uh, finished up here. Uh, yeah, Ball State shot against Kent State tonight. Okay, I'm getting my Mac teams mixed up. Yeah, like, yeah, as so, is one to Yeah, yeah, you're just looking at the wrong page. We've got an in-game page for you, too. <laughs> no, don't, okay? don't worry, don't worry. A lot worry. of plays. Don't the worry. check marks are there. Calm don't, down. Don't, don't worry. I know our tech crew is doing an amazing job, as always. Ball State, 58% from the field tonight against Kent State. They lose by 11 and don't cover pre-flop. So if you had Ball State mm. pre-flop, that's just a disastrous beat. Part of the reason for that, uh, sincere carry. Of Kent State, 42 points for the Golden Flashes. Remember that name for the Golden Flashes. Hey, how could you forget that name? What, uh, what a name. What a name. I don't know. You're at, but Akron does win in cover, so that's a winner for you. 82 uh, Yeah, that's good as well. I, I, over Bowling Green. Yeah. A lot Okay, a lot going on. Now, Tennessee gets a win. That was another ranked team from earlier. They beat Mizzou 80-61. to 61. It's 10.5 or 11-point favorites. We'll get back to the college hoops in a little bit, as well as the, uh, the NHL that I know Kelly is sort of uh, – Pseudo sweating over there behind the glass, but let's bring him in. He is our guy, Drew Dinsick, who you can follow on the Twitter machine at whale underscore capper, uh, the host of the deep dive podcast, frequent guest here. Uh, you can see him too. NBC's uh, bet the edge as well. Always kind of give us some time here on primetime action. We had so much fun, Drew talking uh, curling here last night and reminiscing <laughs> on the weekend that, uh, that was, I got very much into it as did uh, Jeff Parles. I, I, I know you can appreciate a good curling sweater too. How, how did the, all the oh, Olympic yeah. stuff show? shake out for you, even though it was, what, the, the least watched Olympics in quite some time, but it was a very profitable one uh, for a lot of people out there. Yeah, surely the timing uh, coinciding with week one 
overlapping with the Super Bowl was probably not great for viewing purpose, you know, for for viewership purposes. But that did not stop uh, those of us in the hardcore betting community. We got uh, pretty aggressive on uh, on the metal totals. My biggest positions were Norway under 19 and a half and USA under nine and a half. And both of those got home. USA actually ended up closing at eight and a half. So that got bet down, um, squeaked in just under the wire with eight gold medals for that team. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, overall, it was uh, it was a pretty positive Olympics. Um, you know, the, the speed, the, the star was Irene Schouten, uh, long oh, track yeah. speed skater for the Dutch that, uh, you want to see, uh, a, an athlete, my goodness gracious. She was unbelievably good in the five K three K and the uh, mass start, uh, in the long track speed skating. So you know, it was, it was a good Olympics. I thought, I mean, Beijing is, I mean, the, the figure skating controversy was wild, uh, and, uh, Beijing overall, uh, the no crowds was a little rough. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, actually next time around, they'll be in Cortina, Italy. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if uh, I can go cover that live. So very excited for, uh, the next couple of rounds of Olympics. Yeah. Uh, Cortina and Mil- and Milan. That's, uh, that's a there pretty go. good, pretty good combination of things, uh, for the those next are my, Those are my kind of cities, Jeff. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, I, I, I I have nothing but good things to say about the country of Italy. Nothing but good things. Jeff's a big fan. One of the best months, one of the best months of my life for sure that I spent there during college. Uh, Different stories for different days. Drew, (laughs) NBA wise, uh, let's just look at the second half here. The biggest news out of the All-Star weekend. You and I kind of touched on this this morning on a numbers game, but uh, for for the primetime action audience, Chris Paul being out here. Uh, six to eight weeks reevaluation coming in that time period for that yeah. right thumb evulsion fracture. Just uh, what are your thoughts at looking at Phoenix now without CP3 at least for probably the better portion of the regular season, if not longer? So I spent most of my day today really trying to break down what that's going to mean and uh, kind of repricing Phoenix and rerunning some Sims for the rest of their season. And I still think that they ultimately get into the high sixties and pretty clear uh, of number two seed in the, uh, in the Western conference. So I think Phoenix is still looking very, very likely, even in the absence of Chris Paul to be your number one overall seed as we head into these NBA playoffs. Uh, there's not really a clear beneficiary. Uh, and most of the reason that I think that uh, Phoenix really does come through clearly. Um, they play a lot of teams that I have marked as likely tankers. Um, the most important thing to kind of recognize in my opinion, as you look at schedules between now and the end of season, a lot of people will just kind of sort strength, the schedule based on win loss, blah, blah, blah. Like if you're playing one of 10 teams that I kind of have marked as likely tanking teams, those are pretty, you know, maybe you're not going to cover a, a double digit spread in all those games, but you're going to get a win. Um, that's just sort of the nature of this time of the season. And as you look up and down at the teams that are really beneficiaries of the, uh, of the schedule, number one is the Hawks. The Hawks have 11, uh, of their remaining 24 games against tanking teams. Um, the Suns and the Nuggets are kind of right in there in, in terms of beneficiaries. They both get to face 10 uh, of the tanking teams. And then after that, uh, Grizzlies have nine uh, and then uh, Jazz have eight. So I think there's not going to be a ton of turnover in terms of the overall standings in the Western Conference, with the exception of I can see a path for Memphis Grizzlies to take the two seed away from the Golden State Warriors. Right now I'm projecting the Warriors to finish with about 58 wins, Grizzlies 58 wins, Jazz 57 wins. So that two, three, four in the Western Conference is wide open. And as we were talking about this morning, Jeff, that's going to open up the door for a lot of awards voting um, just on the basis of who ends up getting those top seeds. Because the uh, the voters like to oh, give the you know, give individual player awards to teams that have 
you know, overall great, you know, uh, regular season records. And that's not always, you know, fair. <laughs> that's not always right. I wouldn't always agree with some of their decisions about who gets these awards, but that tends to matter in the, in the minds, you know, mind of the voters. Um, and so I think uh, kind of keeping that uh, expectation in mind as you look at the awards markets is pretty important. And part of that too, Drew, I mean, we've talked so many, so many, days in this whole stretch of non-NBA nightly cards to discuss is just the general futures market going into the awards. But one that, that you point out just makes me think off the top of my head, the up-to-date in-season win totals market have to, you would think with how A, new these markets are in general and B, with, with what you talked about, that most likely the bookmakers are going to evaluate these and update these season win totals just based on the strength of schedule, not do the deeper dive like you're doing. I'm looking here, Memphis 54 and a half. That's their updated yeah. season win total. You, you certainly would, uh, would like the over. So, I mean, that feels like as we're now seeing more and more markets evolve with the, with the expansion here of general legalized sports betting and more shops offering more, that feels like a market that could be, uh, could be exploitable if, if you evaluate things like you are, at least with the scheduling edge there. Yeah, I would 100% agree. Uh, and you know, most most of those numbers, as far as I can tell you, they are you know they're projecting out what a, a reasonable money line would be between those teams given their current strengths. And uh, you know, if you're adding up like, oh yeah, this team has a 75% chance to win, which is what a lot of the uh, teams competing for a playoff spot against a tanking team, you know, money line might suggest 75% chance. And you do that over the balance of uh, you know 10, 11 games, you're going to miss a couple wins <laughs> just because those. Uh, uh, you know, that like like the team like um you know, great example. The Orlando Magic have a very easy schedule between now and the end of the season. Like if they're going up against a team that is also not tanking, they must lose because they are in a very tenuous position in terms of their lottery right now, currently tied with 13 uh, wins with the, uh, the Detroit Pistons, uh, you know, somewhat close to the, um, the, the Houston Rockets and the, uh, the uh, Oklahoma city thunder. So uh, there, there is some serious incentive on some of these teams to make sure that when they are going up against uh, a, a true contender, that they don't accidentally get a win. And so, um, you know, I think there are small edges like that that you can uh, suss out because, as I mentioned, a team like the Atlanta Hawks uh, right now, they've underachieved. They're 28 and 30. People expected this team to kind of be in the mix in the Eastern, uh, you know, Eastern Conference title race. And they are right now on the outside looking in of even a, a, a top eight seed. Uh, so they're going to have to play their way in with two wins. That said, um, I can entirely see a path where they go 17 and seven on the way home on the back of getting 11 wins versus teams that have checked out most notably the Orlando magic, uh, several times. Uh, and you know, they could end up with uh, 45 wins, which would really put some pressure on the likes of the Brooklyn nets, the 76ers even, uh, and some of the, you know, Chicago bulls, some of these other teams that have been pretty safely in the mix for not having to play their way into the playoffs. I think they're going to have to uh, make up a little ground here if they don't want the Hawks to run them down. Drew, uh, quickly here, uh, just, uh, of course we have global tennis going on, as you know, uh, as well as anyone. Is there anything that you're on tonight? Yes, right now, sweating out a little uh, Daniel Altmeyer plus four and a half oh, games yeah. against Cam Nori. Uh, this is a classic, <laughs> guys. This is a classic, classic fade angle here. Uh, you have a guy in, who who wins a title. Uh, it's in a different country, and I'm talking about Cam Nori winning the Delray Beach. If you didn't already know, I'm sure you guys already knew. Cam <laughs> Nori won Delray Beach title last week, and now he flies to Acapulco, Mexico, and he's taking on Daniel Altmaier, who qualified his way into this tournament, playing very well right now. Uh, very familiar with the conditions, you know. And and uh, uh, anytime you get a matchup like this, uh, round one for a guy who's coming off of a title win, uh, they tend 
tend to underperform a little bit. So hoping Altmaier can keep this close. He may even get the win right now. He's playing pretty well. It's two, two in the, uh, in the first set. Look at the, lo- love the tennis sweats from you. Drew. I, I, I'm sure you saw the Dimitrov Kozlov match last night where both guys looked like they were, they were going to die in, in what was the best of three set match. It was ridiculous. Absolutely uh, nuts. Kozlov. I, ho- I hope you had some action on that last night. I don't no, know. you know what? I didn't. They, uh, the, um, that was supposed to be Cressy, uh, Dimitrov and Cressy, uh, he pulled out at the last minute. So that market went up and, you know, didn't get anything, uh, down before they tipped that one off. And that was Crazy. some of the worst, tennis. That was some of the worst tennis I've seen all season. I don't know what was going on with those guys. Acapulco though. Great tournament. Oh. Yeah. Look, look at us. Talk. Look, look at us talking Acapulco tennis here with, uh, with Drew Ditzik. Follow him at whale underscore capper. Frequent guest here on the network. Thank you to Drew, as always, for the time. Yeah, Acapulco tennis, Jeff. That's a, it's a great tournament. Highly suggest you, uh, you get involved sometime. We'll come back and update all the scores, talk some NHL college hoops up next here on Primetime Action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're back. It's our final hour here on the show. Prime time action from our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Ben Wilson back with you, joined by Jeff Parles on the desk. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. We are going to get an overall score update from Kelly in just a moment. Uh, Jeff, the, the college hoops, though, that you're following and that we all are following. Villanova, UConn, game of the night. We saw, we saw Dan Hurley ejected earlier. What can only be described as officiating that uh, was, was in an attempt to gain the attention of the entire country. It was a, it was a big old yikes. From that James too. Breeding. That too. Uh, I, tossing we, uh, tossing uh, him there. Yeah, a lot happened in the first half. Hurley gets tossed for essentially pumping up the crowd. But we're now underway in the second half. It's 45-41 uh, UConn right now. Laying uh, four and a half live here. Just about four minutes gone in the second half. It's a game that is, uh, you, you probably are glad, Jeff, you didn't end up taking a position. It's been very back and forth so far. And it definitely has that feel of, of any anybody's game to win right now, even though UConn is currently on pace, having uh, closed there at that uh, two-point number. Well, I, I will say this. UConn has shown up tonight, and that is something that they have been inconsistent this year. That has been a big problem for them, but they have shown up. They have looked good. They have definitely looked to be the better side so far. Now it's a matter of closing. Without your head coach on the sideline, you're going up against, again, Jay Wright, who is 
let's face it, Jay Wright's one of the three best coaches in college basketball at this point. Uh, and a veteran-laden team that we know is capable of going on the road and beating good teams. So, again, this will be tough for UConn, but so far tonight, they have looked to be the better team throughout this game, Ben. You do get a winner video, though, Jeff. Because, I, 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 I get uh, a, Arkansas. Multi-la- a multi-layer yeah, you, you winner video. But uh, the one final that went while we were talking with Trudinsic, Arkansas, they get the job done, 82-74. That line move worked out from pick'em to to one. You had them in a pick'em. They beat Florida. Big win for the Hawks on the road. Jeff. Look, that's a very good team. I'm gonna. I'm that's gonna a just... very Arkansas themed uh, winner. He's on fire right there. There we go. Greatest, greatest. I counted as five and two tonight, Jeff. Five and two so far. Harles right. in charge, firing and cashing. Oh, look, I I, I got to make up for last night Ooh. where. We went under. We went underwater last night. It was two and two and three in the five plays given out on this show last night. But look, off to a good start. And I, look again, it proves once again in-game betting. You can find some opportunities. And you can. Uh, other than the Michigan State disaster, the other three were uh, in the end ended up being pretty, pretty easy. All things considered, yeah. there was a little bit of a sweat on at the end of the Northeastern College of Charleston game because it looked like Northeastern was not going to go quietly into the night down 10 with the total somewhat in doubt if they continued to foul, but they stopped fouling once they went down 11. And then the two max sides, they were just a better team and took the game over in the second half. It all, it all worked out. Meanwhile, Kelly Bidlin, 1-0 lifetime in the NHL handicapping lean from last night. Uh, things have gotten a little interesting, though, Kelly. Yeah, in the a under couple goals seven, in the third. You gave out. Yeah, what what is the latest uh, there? In the, yeah, it now? is three to two Columbus. Oh, uh, there is eight forty two remaining in this game. If you wanted to hop in live right now, you gave out under seven, right? Under seven. Yeah. Under seven is what. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what's going to happen? It's going to land six, and that beautiful middle we were talking about. It's, it's going to hit, you know, that I didn't bet. A, the mon- do we still have the money yeah. gun? Is that still a thing on Pete? Oh, yeah, there's like six of them in there. Yeah, this oh, is, okay. oh, we got a full closet next to me. It's just full of props that never get used anymore. Uh, I mean, what, I'm using the space heater again tonight. Okay. Yeah, you got a space heater down there. Yeah, good point. You're using Matt Brown's, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, all the stuff he's got in there. Uh, live lines there, Blue Jackets minus 390. If you wanted to get in on the May Police, plus 265, six and a half, the live total right now, juiced to the over. Uh, so no surprise on that. Let's see, elsewhere in the NHL, Blues up on the Flyers, 2-1, to one, 730 remaining in that game. Uh, the Blues minus 1,200, Flyers 6-1 to one live, 4.5 the live total. Predators and Panthers all tied up at 3. That was another one of those pregame totals set at 7. Live numbers currently off the board. Senators 4, Wild 3, 5.5 minutes left in that game. Senators minus 475, Live Wild, plus 320, 8.5, your live total juiced to the under over in college basketball let's see kansas state and kansas that game has started kansas state actually has a one-point lead up 13 to 12 over kansas seven minutes into the game kansas still a 10 and a half point live betting favorite 146 and a half the live total UConn out to a five-point lead now over Villanova. That is 49 to 44. 14 minutes left in the game there. Uh, UConn five and a half live and 144 and a half the live total. Texas Tech hammering Oklahoma right now, 43 to 29. That game, 12 minutes remaining. Uh, Texas Tech 15 and a half point live favorites, 112 and a half the live total and Vanderbilt out to an early lead over Alabama 13 to 5 7 minutes into that game 
Vanderbilt, two and a half point live favorite, 146 and a half. The live total. The perceived rock fight, uh, Jeff, in Boise, that was your, that's your final play. San Diego State comes out after scoring, what, 37 points in the first meeting between the two teams? Oh, they just, they just ten, threw in another ridiculous shot. Too. Ten points in the, they had eight points in the first three and a half minutes and 11 points in the first seven. So go for it. Why not? Why not? Why not? By the way, I will <laughs> say this, Ben. All things considered here, I very much like where I'm at here because San Diego State is not going to shoot 50% for the game. You don't I can that. guarantee you that. And if they do, then uh, then I'll, uh, I'll admit defeat. By the way, also, Kelly brought up the last score that Kelly brought up, uh, Vanderbilt and Alabama. Uh, Alabama has six turnovers and seven field goal attempts so far. Yikes. Yeah. So, I, look, I, again, I like Nate Oates a whole lot. I think he's a really good coach. We saw him win a tournament game, or excuse me, win a tournament game back-to-back years at Buffalo which is a really hard thing to do because that is a program that had had no success ever before he got there. But this is, for a guy as good of a coach as he is, he is not adjusted to what his team is this year because they take so many three-pointers and are a horrible three-point shooting team and really are reckless with the ball. Uh, Again, Ben, I think they've been one of the bigger disappointments in, in college basketball. I thought they would be one of the... 10 best teams in the country this year, probably looking at a six or seven seed. Uh, I've just been surprised at how slow Nate Oates has been to adjust to his roster this year and not moving off the plan that he's always had, which is just shoot a lot of threes and play fast. Joe Lenardi has them five seed in the bracketology, but it's one where as you start to look ahead and and you, you have to do this with these teams who maybe we perceive to be teams that easily could draw upsets if you look at the first-round matchup. But you have to kind of look deeper, Jeff, and, and say, all right, now what is the specific matchup that would give a team like that problems? Like, to me, with Alabama, a team that's not afraid to play up-tempo, a team that's used to that type of pace, and, and a team that plays pretty good perimeter defense is a team you're, you're targeting here, which there could be some really good candidates for that in that 12-seed in that line, or even on, certainly as you go down to the 11- or 10-seed line if Alabama continues to slip. Here's the weird thing with Alabama, though. They're very, they are... We talk about variance all the time in betting. Yeah. Their variance is giant, the biggest variance of anyone in the country. Because they went to Seattle, a game that was going on when you and I were doing Bet Center one Saturday, where Gonzaga plus 13 and a half couldn't even get home. But like Alabama went to Seattle and destroyed Gonzaga, which is one of the more perplexing results that happened. They beat Baylor handily in their building. Uh, they're just high variance. And then they're, like you said before, the team that lost to Missouri and Georgia in conference play. So, look, they're capable of making it to the Final Four if they have a good shooting stretch for four games. They're also capable of, like you said, losing to 12. The 12 I'd look at if they draw Iona for the second time this year, a team that played them tough in the NCAA tournament last year and then in Orlando earlier in the year beat Alabama in whatever they call that event now in, in Disney World. Uh, th- that would be the team that would scare me if I was Alabama. Yeah. A well-coached team that is good defensively in Iona. That was a four-point game earlier. Yeah, that was a 2-15 last year, and Iona com- comfortably uh, easy cover, Easy cover yeah. last year. I do wonder, too, if just in general, we've had, you know, we've had this conversation in the past once we are in the middle of the NCAA tournament, so we're not really able to appreciate it, to, to me, Jeff, and from the betting perspective. But looking ahead now, we've started to see, like, remember last year, the 15 seeds, three of the four covered, and, all, and, and pretty comfortably the ones who did cover. 
We've seen 14 seeds win outright. We saw Oral Roberts win outright as a 15 seed last year. Given that the general sense, Jeff, is that this is going to be a wide-open NCAA tournament, are you of the belief that we'll see more, more of the same with these deep, deep 14-15 type seeds at least being live and playing these teams tough early? Well, they'll be live. They'll, they'll be live to cover. I, don't, I think the days of the 15 line being completely overmatched at the level that we saw for a long time at the same level as 16 seeds for a good yeah. chunk of time. I think those days are done. I think the 16 seeds are still going to be overwhelmed because the because we always see five, six, seven upsets in conference tournaments that knock out good teams that we could really put scares into elite seeds. Uh, but look, it's going to be a little bit harder because we're back to the normal format. We're traveling across the country again. It's not all in one spot. I think it was easier for teams that may have had less talent to stay in one spot, kind of like the bubble heat did in the NBA bubble, where they were able to get the group camaraderie together, able to stay in one spot, not have to worry about traveling and only focus on the opponent and not the other minutia that goes with a regular NCAA tournament. So I don't know if we'll see as many upsets as we saw last year, Ben, but I don't. I think the days of the 15, 14, 13 lines getting smashed, those are done completely. And that's a great point, too. We, we, we kind of forget the whole tournament last year was played in the pseudo-bubble. So it will be different this year, yeah. certainly. So. UConn and Nova, one-point game, 11-and-a-half to go. We'll update you on that score next. Talk about NBA odds to be the number one seed. That's next year on Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, we've been talking about all this college basketball tonight. So, a reminder, check out our Coast to Coast Hoops podcast at vsin.com slash podcast. That is the one Greg Peterson is the, the daily host of. We figured we should mention it, Jeff, because we're, there you go, coast-to-coast hoops. Coast we're talking a lot of college basketball. We're looking for in-game opportunities. The one in-game one that, that we'll mention here that has stood out, San Diego State and Boise State. It is 17-12 Boise State out of the gates in a game that was, remember, they, they scored a combined 80 points in the first meeting, two of the better defensive teams in the country. San Diego State's number one in defensive efficiency in the country. It's, it's pretty fascinating, Jeff. I mean, the, the shooting numbers are both way above these two team season averages. And yet, the in-game total is five points lower than the second lowest total on the board pregame. We're down to 115 and a half. Well, well here's the deal, Ben. First off, San Diego State has already gone down to 40%. So, no. shocking fashion, they, they are not going to shoot 50% for the game. Uh, Boise's at 43 and a half. Hey, kind of looking at this, like, they both have five turnovers. So, this is an ugly game. And it's not a surprise. It's still a slow-paced game. Like, we're still probably looking at 28 possessions in the first half. Wow. Like, that's... like 29 possessions. Like, we're looking at a game that's going to be sub-60. And if it's going to get over 60, it'll barely be over 60. Uh, and look, uh, again, San Diego State, you can put them in the NCAA tournament. You can do that. Oh, please do. Fine. Please. They are... I, 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 I like that coaching staff. That's a good coaching staff. They are not good. They are not a particularly good basketball team, especially offensively. Number one, Ken Palm defense, sure. But that is a team you dream of get, being an having an opportunity of betting against in an NCAA tournament setting, Ben. That is a great team to fade if they make it into the Dayton or if they make it into the bracket altogether. Uh, no, look, I... I'm totally with you on that. I, comple I completely agree. I'm trying to figure out if we, if we have a first half 
uh, total available. Probably off the board. Uh, I'm seeing 51 and a half. Honest, still there. We're, so, we're at 29. So, so that would mean 29. We have how many seven, fouls have been? How many fouls have been in this game? That's, I kind of like the first half under there. Jim. I well, you know what? I'm not going to play it, but that's not bad. There's only been seven total fouls in this half. No, Make it eight, actually, I should say. Just went down, well, now we're back into real action. There we go. I don't know. You Dang could it. still do it. I don't, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't, my in-game philosophy, I don't like betting the, I, the continuous markets no problem when, with that. when the, when the game is actually going, I would just say the under 51 and a half is what I would have tried to do. And now, I don't know. Boise, now we're back underway. I don't boy, think boy, Boise State just fired a shot off the side I, of the backboard. So, great, so we're off great, to a good start there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what are you going to do? Uh, in, in the meantime, we transition back to the NBA. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how this first half continues to play out as well as Nova uh, and UConn, which tied is all up. tied up 56 of Piece 652 uh, to go. But looking at the odds to be the number one seed, it's interesting how we've talked so much, Jeff, about these futures markets in general with the NBA. We got into earlier in the show one of the regular season markets, which was the leading scorer on a point-per-game basis. How about the number one seed market? We talked also divisional winners last night. The Miami Heat, currently tied with the Chicago Bulls atop the East, are your favorites at this moment as we be, get ready to begin the post all-star break uh, boon to the end here, 38 and 21, both the heat and bulls so far bulls three to one Sixers, which makes sense at plus three fifty at 35 and 23, two and a half back bucks are also two and a half back slightly behind on percentage points, 36 and 24. They are four to one. Those are your, your four that would make logical sense. Cavs also 35 and 23, two and a half back are seven to one, Jeff. Hmm. So, first off here, I, I, going back to what I said last night, I think Miami is probably getting the one seed. They're the, they play well at home. They're getting healthier as this goes along. Chicago's schedule is very difficult. The Sixers' schedule is difficult, and the meshing with Harden and Embiid has to happen. Milwaukee, I don't think, will care enough in order to push all of the way to one. I think this is the bet, though, if you're going to bet this, because I don't love laying a price with Miami, I think you'll end on Cleveland. <laughs> as, as wild as it you may really seem. Think so. yeah, yeah, I look, the schedule The schedule is, is the easiest of the bunch w- with those Central Division teams, and I'm not convinced that Philly's going to mesh quickly enough with Harden and Embiid. Uh, look, I don't trust the Cavs all the way through. They're young. This is their first real competitive go-around. They could fall apart down the stretch. But if you're looking at the numbers, just squarely on the numbers, I think Cleveland presents your best betting opportunity at 7-1. And I will say this, because of the way the schedule breaks down, don't totally throw Boston out. They play great going into the All-Star break, except for that disaster in Detroit in the final game before the All-Star break. 35-1 to is a wild price, and I know they have to hop five teams in order to get there, but I don't think that is totally insane at 35-1 to if you want to take a small, small Bite of the Celtics at 35 to 1. 34 and 26 at this point. Have won 9 of 10. Uh, we'll bring I'll bring Kelly in on this as well because some of the you know the NBA advanced numbers community and, and people who are watching a lot of these games very intently have have made the point that since the Derek White addition, Jeff, from from San Antonio coming in, just the general spacing and movement aesthetically has looked a lot better for Boston and you know, how, how he's talking about meshing with some of these trade deadline deals. 
I mean, it, Kelly, it's funny to think like, all right, it's Derek White. Like how big, I mean, yeah. he's a really good, really good piece, solid defender, does a lot of little things for a team like that. Is it crazy to, to say though, that, that an addition like him has actually made such a big difference uh, for this Boston team that was just kind of in a, in a quagmire most of the start of the year? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's made a major difference. You're talking since January one, they are Boston Celtics are 17 and seven and have a plus 10.7 net rating. That is second in the league behind the Phoenix Suns during that time. And they're playing the best defense in the entire league. So, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, the addition has helped. I think that it that is the East is just so top-heavy with some of these big teams. I, I, I just don't know if I can see the Celtics making that jump. And I, I, I'm, as, I'm as big of a Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum fans as there gets. I, I, I've been so disappointed with this team the past few years because I think you're burning years of talent that those guys have. Um, but, you know, a lot of it just does come down to it being on their shoulders to take this team to that next level. I, I agree with, with, with the, the first 70% of what Jeff had to say. I think it's the <laughs> – I, I really like the Heat to end up with the one seed in this market. I'm just – not laying money. I'm right. not laying minus 110 on that. I did see this market other places and at wildly different numbers and there were there were uh you know some plus money prices on the heat. If you, if you got something like plus 150 or better or something, might be might be a bet I'd be interested in taking. I do think it, it, it's funny cuz I, I I'm not a guy that's really given the Bulls much credit this year, but every time we pull up a market like this, it's like they're so disrespected. Yeah. It's incredible. Like they've had an amazing season. They're tied with the Heat for that one seed right now and they are 3 to 1 to remain there. Like nobody believes in them. Sportsbook wise, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, no I, I don't know. He, I think the Heat are going to finish number one, so it's kind of hard for me to say. Right. I've got a bet here. If, if you can find the even money to pl- to small plus price on Miami, I, I am with Kelly and Jeff. I, I say do it. Uh, but yes, in Chicago, I mean they play they play the Heat twice, play the Cavs twice. Uh, Sixers once down the stretch, so, and and you, you also mentioned yesterday the three matchups with the Milwaukee Bucks. So well, that's part of what goes into that second toughest strength and, of schedule and, too. And that's one Ben, like it's spot on. You you got you know those two teams, Chicago, Milwaukee, the two toughest schedules remaining. And what I really look at there for Milwaukee are those three games against against the Cavaliers. Oh, I'm sorry, it's one game against the Cavs with the Bucks. But anyways, you've got the bigs there. It's three for the Sixers. Three for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. The bigs on Cleveland, or they do have the bigs to give Giannis problems and to give Joel Embiid problems. So it's interesting to look at it from that standpoint with only 23, 24 games remaining and three of those, they got to go up against that set of bigs, but I'm still not running to make that bet. There's too many other good teams on here for I, I, them to get by. Look, look again, I – my, I expect Miami to get the one seed. It's just you and I in the same boat, Kelly. It's just hard to lay a price when everyone is so stacked together. By the way, I, I, non-betting thing here real quickly. What's wrong with the NBA schedulers here? How are the Cavs playing Philadelphia four times in the last I, six I, weeks I don't of the season? I, I don't How can that question. possibly happen? They played right before the All-Star break. That was one of Embiid's big games where he scored 40. But how can that happen? Like, imagine if the Cavs were what they expected to be. That would yeah. be three games where Philadelphia would be uh, have the potential to pick up oh, games. No, know. think about it even what you said. What was the last? They played right before the All-Star break? Yeah, they have four in the last okay. six weeks of the season. Four in the last six weeks. You're right. That is that is absurd. Ridiculous. I, it, it's... Yes, you're you're right. I mean, you're ridiculous. right. But also, to, I, I mean, the discussion is fine for the purposes of this thinking about an Eastern Conference bet. But again, if you like Cleveland, 
just just bet the just bet the division where you're no, getting three to one. I agree. I mean, right. You don't yeah, have I agree. to That's deal 100%. with the Miami yeah. piece. When we had that ben. conversation last night, but and we, and we as we discussed, Cleveland will be live to win that division, and they they don't instead of having to you know, like making two and a half games up against the Heat, you're making up two and a half games against the Bulls. Any chance in the West the Suns do not hang on and get the number one seed? I mean, I, I think six and a half game lead. I, I think, think they're good? fine even without Paul for the remainder of the season. Six and a half games just too much for Golden State to make up with Draymond's health health being in question like it is. I would say that if you were going to do anything, I'd follow what Drew was just talking about and maybe look at the Grizzlies if I was going to bet anybody to come to back one. and get past them. But I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I would say the, the adjusted The adjusted in-season win total where Drew's number was, what, five, five games over their, their current right now? That's interesting to me. Uh, Boise State, just your classic 18-2 run over eight minutes. <laughs> the glacial moving run. The glacial moving run. Wish I would have bet that day. First half total. Oh, well. Oh, we'll wrap up the show. Talk some Champions League preview. The late night games coming up next year on primetime action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hit the court for your cut of the cash with the FX Snowfall Kingpin Challenge. Play free in two fantasy hoops contests and battle for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes while the fight for LA rages on during season five of FX's Snowfall. Head to DraftKings.com slash Snowfall now to get in on the action. Snowfall returns February 23rd on FX. That is tomorrow. Stream on Hulu. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back, it's our final segment of primetime action. We have a couple of interesting college hoops games going on right now. 61 apiece between Villanova and UConn. Three minutes to go there. As we're back with Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson on the South Point Sportsbook desk. I waited until the final segment of the show, Jeff, to make a bet. It's a live bet, and we are going to be sweating this for the next three uh, for the next one minute and fifty-two seconds. I went in game under fifty-two and a half for the first half between San Diego State and Boise State. It is right now twenty-six eighteen, with under two minutes now to go in the half in what has been, as you described, the glacial moving first half between these two teams. By the way, we found Carl Hess. If anyone's wondering, he's on this oh, game. Oh, he's on this game. He's on this game. So I oh, have, you, I have, you, I have eight points to work it, with over the next two minutes. Yeah, you. I was going to say you were very close to getting an offensive foul call that would have led to <laughs> the scenario where Boise probably would have run the clock out. Uh, missed wide Brad, open layup. Let's go. Missed. Matt, oh, Matt, Matt Bradley. With These an teams easy, are terrible shooting the basketball. No, look, Ben. I have no problem with what you did here because. 
with 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 one team not in the bonus too. That yeah. that's a big factor here. Both teams were in the bonus with the physical physical nature of both of these teams. It'd be a little bit more difficult to get with that bet. But Boise State just committed their fourth foul at a half with a minute and a half to go. You're not going to get San Diego State shooting free throws at any point unless if it's a shooting foul. I think you're in pretty good shape here with a minute 44. It's at 44 points. Uh, as long as we don't get a three fest at the end, I think you're. I think you're going to get home here on what is my favorite bet of the night that I didn't even make. I didn't even make it, Bidlin, and it's my favorite one of the bet one of the Come night on, that's been Parles. made. Come on, saving. Well, we saved the best for last. See, Ben had the money in the right account that we have uh, yeah. access to on that, and I uh, drained mine on in-game soccer yesterday. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just laughing, and Ben's looking at that TV when I've got it set up on that TV over there, and one up here. The whole I, you know, it's, craning it's, the it's, neck doesn't need to happen. It's one of those betters uh, paradoxes. You start looking at one screen, and you see something good happen on well. that screen, Kelly. Yeah. So you don't want to commit to the other screen. That's just how it is. Speaking of soccer, we do have the Champions League tomorrow, and a, a big credit to our guys. Yesterday, we had Paul Carr on the show. As did uh, we had Dallin Cuff as well. They were both on the under in Lil Chelsea earlier today, Jeff. That comes home with ease, mm-hmm. two nil. Under two and a half. The Villarreal Juventus game won one. And again, Villarreal really, really controlled. The issue was they gave up a goal in the first minute. So that's uh, that's not exactly ideal. Dallin pushed on his draw. No bet. Uh, loser there for Paul on Villarreal winning leg number one. But two more games still to go tomorrow, Jeff, as we take a look at that card. Atletico Madrid and Manchester United. The game with the most general public interest with Atletico on the three-way line. A plus 150 favorite and a Two and a half total. Meanwhile, Benfica takes on Ajax, who are running away with the uh, the airy division in the Dutch league. That is Ajax. We've seen that to now go up, Jeff, to minus one thirty-five. I see you're laughing comically. I, I, what I, just happened? I, you just. I I, oh, can't even, I can't ben, even. I can't even. Ben's such a pro. Let him be a pro. I, 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 just, I, I don't think he realized what just happened to him. No, he didn't. Well, he was I doing see. his job. He's man. just got a four-point play for Boise on quite possibly the most ridiculous-looking shot that I think I've, I've just ever seen. seen. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we have four points to work with, and now we're going fast break, oh, and now we we're go. making a basket. Oh, what is going go. on? <laughs> That, Kelly, I can't even give due justice <laughs> yeah, to was, how absurd that four-point play was because the guy on Boise got his shot blocked, got oh. the ball back, then basically chucked it caveman style over his head, and it went in, and there was an obvious right. foul on it, too. It was truly <laughs> remarkable right, now, stuff. Now we need some help. We, we, <laughs> there are 40 seconds left. We need no three. Ben's, no trying, Ben's trying to be a pro and read through these champions. I was League trying odds. really hard. Right. Jeff's cracking up. I'm cracking Fade up. away. No oh. good. All right. Oh, Hold here we for go. one. All Hold right. For so one. it is 30 to 20 Boise <laughs> State. 28 seconds left in the first half. I have under 52 and a half. San Diego State ball. They're going to hold for one. We lose out of three. We we survive with anything else. On a pair, and I'm only apparently in trouble because of a ridiculous four-point play I, I, that I, I did it, not even see. It's, if you had saw it, you would have stopped mid-tracks on your Champions right. League Eight uh, seconds. Discussion. Everybody Come else on. did. The crew one did. Oh, 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 no. away. No. Go lay to up, the it's a layup. It's a sh- no and one. You're oh, it's okay. Stripped. You're good. Bucket. You're, You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You survived. We got there. What a... I will say. Winner video, Give me apples. How about them apples? <laughs> Let's go. Well done, Ben. Now that was a sweat. <laughs> Hope they show that three again. Uh, hey, ben, I got to applaud. You're such a pro. You're trying to get through tr- through the Champions League lines. 
Poros is cracking up. The crew downstairs cracking up. They got me cracking up. I didn't, I, even, I didn't see, even see I, it. I, Kelly, I couldn't believe what I just saw. <laughs> it was it was a play that if it uh, happened in it happened in the, in the Y, you would have been upset that it happened against you. It was incredible. <laughs> 30 to 20. Our under 52 and a half first half gets home. He gets, I, uh, Beck is the blackjack winner of the night. It's just the, uh, the whole three and a half minute sweat, and I'm, do- I'm in. I'm done. Wrong way. I like that perfect. terminology, the, the blackjack sweat of the night. Yeah, there's poker sweats and there's blackjack yeah. sweats, right? You're hey, the blackjack sweat. I'm 2 and 0 in my, in my show picks as, uh, as host this week. I, I just. Somehow. I, I don't I, know I, how. He really is, I will say. You're, 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 I'm happy you won. But if you managed to lose because of that four-point play, that would have gone in the Hall of Fame. It just would have. <laughs> would have been in the Hall. Uh, wow. Uh, I guess our, la- our last thing we should point out on the college hoops tonight, Nova, UConn, 65-63, two minutes to go. Yeah, I look, so. uh, in the end here, Villanova just, with, with again, Hurley getting tossed has played a role in this game. Yeah. And Villanova with, again, a top three coach in the country, and a veteran team that I think, again, has played a little over their heads because they're so well coached. Look, they're very tough. We saw this against Providence the other night where they took Providence's best punch late in that game where the Friars tried to suck out another wild close win and they mm. couldn't do it. But here you go. A turnover by Gillespie has now set up a big opportunity for the Huskies to at least tie this game. Uh, and they're going to be going to the free throw line for a one and one as there was a foul on a pass inside there for UConn. All right. Assuming this does not wrap up, likely not in the next three and a half minutes, we'll have the nightcap coming up for you next year on VSIN, where our guys can that will, will keep you posted on everything that goes on uh, down the wire here. I still can't believe what, uh, what we just witnessed and, and sweat through, even though it was a basically a five-minute in real-time sweat. Yes, the extended blackjack and Kelly Bidlin that you you, uh, you you so very prudently described. Yeah. Uh, so we sur- we survived there. I think did you did you get there by the way, Kelly, on your uh, your NHL under seven? Did, uh, push, did, did you survive? Push in overtime. Oh, oh Toronto oh. forced OT. So, yeah, what was it? Four, three, three goals in the third to get to send it to OT, and then yeah. Who push. ended up winning the game? Columbus. Columbus. Oh, at least uh, at least uh, at least plus, Columbus got home on the plus, plus price. Uh, plus two twenty. By the way, what a great two game stretch for the Maple Leafs. Loses quality. Yeah. Loses a four and a half dollar favorite <laughs> at Montreal, and then is a two and a half dollar favorite tonight going on the road and losing to Columbus. Well done, Toronto. You're starting your implosion early this year. Golf clap for the Maple Leafs. Yes, the, the keep the cup out of Canada uh, train <laughs> starting already from one Jeff Parles. Uh, but we conclude here talking again Champions League, Jeff. So after all that. Let's go back to the card uh, tomorrow. Anything you are going to have in pocket here? Uh, probably not. I, the only thing that stands out to me is I kind of want I I kind of want to take the draw in the Atletico Man U match because we know how Atletico plays in these knockout stages. They are close to the vest. They are not really trying to score goals in the in these matchups. Ben, they're trying for all right. We're trying to win one nil. Uh, that's so, why you see the under juice yeah, the yeah. way it is. I have, yeah. I have no pride. That's right. Both of those totals are juiced correctly. Uh, heavy to the over on on the, on the Benfica Ajax game. Heavy to the under on the Atletico Man U game. I, I probably won't end up with anything in pocket on either of these games just because you missed the boat on the two and a half over in the bottom game, the Ajax mm. Benfica game. Ajax is just so explosive this year, and Benfica is close enough to those teams that they see domestically in the Netherlands that Ajax should be able to score a pretty normal routine two for them. It's just a matter of will Benfica get home for you with one, and I think they probably will. A 2-1 IX exacta maybe would be a way I'd play it.
I, I played IX earlier today, minus 129 is the go. best number I could get. So I, I do have IX. That is a play for me tomorrow. And you think about, too, for, for Benfica. So they made you know, big waves. They beat, they beat Barcelona. Barcelona, who had a, has had a disastrous season. Ronald Kamen was sacked earlier. Uh, Benfica beat them earlier, and that, I mean, they pounded them at home. But Benfica has since sacked their own manager, Jorge Jesus and Nelson Verissimo, who is their, uh, their, their B squad coach, essentially on, on, the, on the youth team. He is now their caretaker manager, an IX team that is at a 70-5 to five goal difference in area division matches this year. They've already beaten one of the, the Portuguese league sides by scored five against them earlier. So this is going to be a match, even though it's in Portugal, IX rolls uh, tomorrow. That is my prediction, Jeff. Minus 129. No problem with that, Ben. Right. No problem whatsoever with that. What Sean, a fun show. What a fun sacked show. Is, sacked is soccer for fire. Just so you know. uh, yeah, thank you, Kelly. Thank, thank you. you for, no problem. what I'm here for. Appreciate it. For Kelly Bidlin. For the rest of our outstanding crew, Wyatt Tomchek, Jeremy Wengel, Sean McCollum, and Isaiah Wrinkle. For Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson saying so long here on Primetime Action. It's the nightcap coming your way next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.